Good morning and welcome to today's service. My name is Karen. My name is Abby. And just to let you know a little bit about myself and how I came to be involved with CityWell, um, we know Steph and DJ both from a church that we previously attended, and we decided that we had a passion also to follow them to help launch CityWell uh, here in Coatesville. And we are just um, wanting to be involved as much as we can and be a blessing to the community that we are in here in Coatesville. Uh, so if that sounds appealing to you and you would like to be involved, you can text TEAM to 610-590-8550. Also, if you have kids and looking for something for them to do this morning, you can text KIDS to 610-590-8550 and that will shoot you a link to uh, KIDS services. I have a whole video that I know my daughter enjoys it. Uh, hope that your kids will enjoy it as well. And if you feel that you are being told to give and you would like to support our mission uh, and our values here in Coatesville and um, feel led to do that, you can text GIVING to 610-590-8550. You can also go online uh, to our website and click the link GIVING and go from there as well. Um, If you're new to an online church, um, every... Uh, we, as we broadcast, there's always somebody available there to connect with you. Uh, so just type in your what you're feeling, what how the message is uh, affecting you or whatever, and somebody will always be there to respond and engage you. Keep it all going. With you. <laughs> <laughs> we love to engage uh, via online social media uh, in this time that we're in with the world, how it is right now. Um, we are doing the best that we can as a church to assure that we can meet the needs of the community that we're in as much as we can. So if there's anything that you guys need, um, please feel free to reach out, whether it's prayer or assistance with anything, and we will do our best to also assist you with that. So we are starting a new series today, and we would like to ask you, what is the boldest expression of love you have ever seen? So just ponder that and then write a little comment. Uh, Go ahead and submit that to us. Uh, We would love to see what the boldest expression of love is that you have ever seen. So since we are asking people that are viewing us to answer that question, what is the boldest expression of love that you've ever seen? I'd probably have to think about this one. I, there's so many expressions, so many movies, so many things out there that you've seen. All the, all the stuff being leaps and bounds above probably what I could ever think of or I could ever do. And I don't know. Uh, boldest expression. Someone reached out in a time of need. Someone helped you through something. The thing that always pops into my mind is I had a really bad car accident here three, almost four years ago. The thing that always pops out is I have no idea what happened after the fact of the incident, but all I hear is stories from everybody else and from my wife that all the things that she did and the boldest expression...
Hello and welcome to City Well. If you're joining us here this week, it's a great week to join us. Start of a new uh, series. New series, yeah. <laughs> it's called Love Out Loud. If you're joining us today for the first time, you can text new to 610-590-8550. And you can also text here if you're returning for a second, third, fourth visit to 610-590-8550. Also, if you have any kids that you would like to keep busy while you're trying to focus on service, we do have a separate link. You can go to citywell.church backslash Sunday or text Sunday to 610-590-8550 and we will send you the link for your kids to have their own little Sunday school class. And uh, I'll just go ahead and start us off here with a word of prayer so we can get right into it and start learning about you. Heavenly Father, just thanks for today and brought us all here and pray that you bless us through the words that the pastor speaks and bless not only us through his words, but our relationships and that we can show our love to our spouses, our family, and to you, Father. Pray this all in your name. Enjoy.
Welcome to CityWell Online. I'm DJ Greg, and I'm, I'm so glad you're joining us on the stream today. And we're talking about love in this new series that we're starting. And we're calling it Love Out Loud. And I know tomorrow is the start to February, so maybe you're thinking like this series is hearts and a creepy little baby man thing with wings and a bow and shoots love dart arrows at people. That's, that's not where we're going. Actually, right now in the chat, does anyone else find this American idea of Cupid as creepy as I do? Just something to let us know you think Cupid is creepy. Hashtag Cupid is creepy in the chat right now to let us know. But anyway, back, back to what we're talking about. We're talking about Christian love. Loving people like God loves people. And this last calendar year, I think we've all talked about it a lot, that it's been a really rough year. We're feeling the weight of it. And let's be honest, the devil has done a phenomenal job. He is working incredibly hard to divide the church. And I'm not just talking about Citywell. I'm talking about the big C universal church in America and well beyond. Do you know that over the last year, 75% more pastors are saying they're afraid to talk about racial reconciliation than they were last year. There was a 75% increase over the last year because nobody could win. You talk about it, you're talking about it too much or you're not talking about it enough. You're, you're, everybody has an opinion and everybody's getting upset. And then, and then we, with the pandemic, it's masks, no masks. You, you don't love people. You don't love freedom. And then we had the, had the election on top of that. Satan is working incredibly hard to destroy the church from the inside, getting us fighting with one another about things rather than trying to live out our Christian lives. The American church, the universal body of Christ in America. We're struggling right now. And over the next few weeks, we're going to assess how we're doing it, loving God, how we're doing it, loving people, and how much we love the world. Ultimately, we need to, as people, get to the place where we can say, although I disagree with you on whatever topic it is, I still love you because I know you're trying to honor Christ. That's where we need to be. And if we can't get there as an American Christian church, we are in trouble. We're in trouble. But today's passage to start out the series is from 1 John chapter 2. We've just been walking right through the book of 1 John over the last few weeks and, and will for a couple more weeks. But 1 John 2, starting in verse 3, says, We know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. And that's, his is Jesus. We obey Jesus' commands. Verse four, the man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. Then verse six, whoever claims to live in him, must walk as Jesus did. Today's passage is going to throw, show us three positions we can have when it comes to Christ, three views of our the basis of our relationship with Christ. And the thing is, only one of those views actually has the power to save and transform lives. So real quick, what are these three views? The first view is 
that we have a knowledge or understanding of Christ and our relationship with him is based on our knowledge or understanding. I don't know if you saw it, but in verse three and four, the word no just kept coming up. We know, we know, we know, we know, right? There are people who have a basic understanding of the gospel, or maybe they have a deep theological training even, but they aren't saved. They know Christ, or they know of Christ, but they don't actually know Christ. Then the second group, view two, that people can have is an experience, is based on an experience of Jesus' power. Verse six talks about living in him. This, it's an experiential term, and John, John's combating just having experience-based relationship with Christ. This maybe is the person who went to a camp or a rally and got really hyped up and had those Holy Spirit goosebumps, and, but they don't actually know Christ. The last group. This is people who, who love Christ and their love for him impacts their lives. So verse 3 and 5 says they obey his commands or they obey his words. Verse 6 says they walk as he walked. Now immediately, for some of you, this should be throwing some red flags. Should be like, whoa, 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 that sounds too much like works-based salvation. It sounds too much like we have to earn a relationship with Christ. That's not what I'm saying. We don't earn a relationship with Christ. You can't do enough. You know why? Because Jesus did the work already. He, he offers you the gift of salvation. All you have to do is accept it. But when we accept God, when we put our faith in Jesus, God goes to work in our hearts and it's going to change you. So let's break this down a little bit. First thing I want to make sure you get today. Maybe you need to write this down. It's the foundation of our relationship with Christ must be love. The foundation for our relationship with Christ must be love. Jesus asks Peter after his resurrection, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Today, I want to ask you that same question. Do you love Christ? Do you have a love for Jesus? And how's that love for him impacting your lives? We need to push back against some of these blinders that the devil wants to put on us to make us think that we have a growing faith when, when we don't. And the first blinder he wants to use is knowledge. And you need to get that knowledge is not love. Three and four, again, it says know him, know him, know him, right? I, I don't know if you know this, but there are people that you, you know that you don't actually know. And you know you don't actually know them, but you feel like you know them anyway. Maybe you're confused, right? Let me let me put it this way. Who's your favorite celebrity? I'm serious. Right now in the chat, drop in. Who is your favorite celebrity? Do you have one? Anybody like Garth Brooks is the man? Any Garth Brooks fans? Singing Amazing Grace at the inauguration, then running out around, ditching his security detail without his mask on, hugging everybody who's been president in the last 20 years. That was ridiculous. If you watched the inauguration, that was the most ridiculous moment in it. Anyway, maybe your favorite celebrity is Taylor Swift. Straight out of PA, like Reading, Pennsylvania. Born and mostly raised. Maybe Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I don't, I don't actually know celebrities. I googled, like, who's popular to try to put this list together. The one that I didn't expect to be on the list, Justin Bieber. Any Justin Bieber fans out there? I thought the dude was done and like not popular anymore. And then I realized that he's the ninth most followed person on Instagram. 
And I was, what in the world? So who's your favorite celebrity? Drop it in the chat. Most of us know some stuff about our favorite celebrity. Maybe you know their favorite food or favorite restaurant or their first number one hit. You know the backstory to that song that they wrote that it just makes you cry every time you hear it. You have knowledge about them. And sometimes the knowledge about people tricks us into thinking that we have a relationship with us, with them. But we don't. You know about your favorite celebrity. You do not know your favorite celebrity. And they definitely do not know you. Unless you're really, really creepy and just keep sending them letters. But then that's just so they could get the restraining order. Satan wants to trick us into thinking that our knowledge about God equals love for God. They are not the same thing. It's fully possible to grow up in church, attend an Awana program or something like that, memorize hundreds and hundreds of Bible verses, and not actually ever know Christ. In Jesus' day, the top religious leaders, they were called the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees. These guys had huge amounts of scripture memorized. They had like the Old Testament memorized. Huge amounts of knowledge about the Bible going around in their heads. And then Jesus calls them out. And he, he's not all that nice to them. Matthew 23, he says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You give a tenth of your spice and mint and dill and cumin, but you've neglected the more important matters of the law justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides. You strain at gnats, but you swallow camels. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees. You hypocrites, you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they're full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup, then the outside will be clean as well. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees. He just keeps going. You hypocrites. You, you're like a whitewashed tomb. You look beautiful on the inside, but outside you're full of dead. You look beautiful on the outside, but inside you're full of dead man's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people to be righteous, but on the inside, you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. And Jesus just keeps going on and on. I'm only a section of that. And when we read it, we're like, uh, hey, Jesus, Jesus, um, you're being kind of mean. Like, hey, your, your bracelet says WWJD. How about you act more like Jesus, Jesus, right? Like, we read that and go, how is Jesus talking to people like that? But he, he's warning them because they had this knowledge about God. But they totally missed the point. They totally missed the relationship. They totally missed the love. Today, we need to check ourselves. Are we accumulating knowledge about God? Or are we growing in love? For him. They're not the same thing. Another blinder Satan wants to use is experience. And experience is not love. Just because you've done some stuff with someone doesn't mean that you know them or doesn't mean that you love them. Maybe term we use in American culture, we say make love, right? But that doesn't actually mean love at all. It, Experience with God or experience with God's people is not the same thing as truly loving God. Maybe you, you were driving one night. It was a snowy Christmas Eve. You lost control. You start spinning around and you scream out, Jesus, take the wheel. 
like, or maybe you you had a time that something crazy was going on and you prayed and whatever you prayed for, God did. Your prayer was answered and it happened. So you think because you had those experiences with Jesus, it means Jesus loves you and you love him and you have a great relationship with him. But experience, being around Christian activities, doesn't actually mean that you're in Christ. verse that terrifies me as a pastor is, is Matthew 7. Jesus is talking here and it scares me how many people in churches in America, this is what they're going to hear. Matthew 7, Jesus says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name, we drove out demons and performed many miracles. Then, then Jesus says, then I'll tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evil doers. They're like, but Jesus, we did all this great work for you. We did all these things. We had all these experiences. Jesus says, all of that work wasn't the will of my Father in heaven. Those experiences were not the goal. The goal was first and foremost to fall in love with Jesus. What are you doing in your walk right now to fall in love with Jesus? I think one of the reasons a lot of us are in this digital online church world, we're missing corporate worship. And it's because there's just something about singing love songs to God that helps remind us of who he is and why we love him. And worship can be experiential, but in essence, worship is expressing love to Jesus. It gives us words to what, for our love for him. So maybe it's been a while since you've been in worship and you're like, I, I'm just, it's, it's messing me up. I need to worship. Maybe what you need to do is turn on Netflix for your kids, give them a pile of snacks, go into your bedroom, shut and lock the door. Put on some elevation worship and just spend a few minutes with that music playing in the background telling Jesus how much you love him. No prayer requests, no agenda, just you and Jesus, Chris Brown singing in the background, you speaking out loud your love for him. There's something about speaking out loud those words that helps fan the flames in our hearts. But we can't end there. John makes it clear that our love for Jesus is going to change us. It's not just feelings. It leads to action. So, so you get this. Love is always evidenced through actions. Love is always evidenced through actions. If I say I love my wife, but every morning I pour my cup of coffee and I drip all over the counter. And no matter how many times she talks to me about it, I never start cleaning up the counter. Am I showing my wife love? This may sound crazy, but there's a lot of people that love the idea of their spouse more than they actually love their spouse. They love what their spouse does for them. They love how their spouse makes them feel. But when the rubber meets the road, they don't actually love the person. You've probably seen relationships like this where one person is just self serving, so self-focused in their relationship that long-term you're like, that's, that's, that's not going to work. We need to be careful. That's not how our love for Jesus is. Out of our love for him, it's going to change some things. Start wiping up the counter. 
James, one of the most well-known passages he wrote in James 2, it says, as the, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Your faith in God, your love for Jesus will lead to actions. And those actions show that you love him. Love leads to actions. Now, again, those actions do not earn us a relationship with God. That's a free gift he extends to us, and all we have to do is accept it. But just like if I know it irritates Steph when I, I spill my coffee on the counter, what I'm going to start doing once I recognize how much it irritates her and what I did start doing is I started wiping it up. And it was it's an act of love for her. The longer... You're in Jesus. The more you grow in your love for him, the more the doors are going to open for you to be able to show your love for him through action, through maybe serving people, serving in the church, spending time in his word. Today's passage makes it clear that out of our love for him, we'll obey his commands, obey his words, walk as he walked. Now, for that to happen, we actually have to know what he commands. We have to know his words. We need, to, we need to spend time in Scripture. And if that's not something that's part of your faith walk, maybe it's time to start. Maybe start small. Just a couple verses a day, reading and spending a few minutes reflecting on them. For me personally, it took years to find a, a rhythm that was healthy and, and growing in my faith. And I found for me personally that just using the one-year Bible and just those like three and a half chapters or so a day in most seasons, that's the right amount. And here's why. For And this is my experience I'm talking from, and you're going to be different. But for me, anything less is not giving me enough time with Jesus. But anything more, what happens is the Bible reading portion becomes an act of religious ritual rather than an act of love. And ultimately, everything God calls us to is to draw us deeper in relationship with him. And on the subject of the one-year Bible, a passage that uh, those who are walking through that right now with us uh, read this past week was Psalm 19. And as soon as I read it, I'm like, we need to get this in this week. It says, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. When it comes to God's commandments, when it comes to what Jesus is calling us to do and like obeying his commands, catch this, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple, the precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The psalmist understood that as we grow in our relationship with God, as we grow in understanding and obedience, it's going to lead us to a deeper blessing in life. God's requirements were never supposed to be this heavy, burdensome, push us down. They were intended to help us have a blessed life. And as a dad, especially as a dad of a boy, I'm always looking for ways to teach my boy how to love God and how in a world that does not have this, how to have a healthy view of masculinity. And so there's this verse I came across and I'm like, this crap, this is awesome. It's David. He's talking to Solomon and it's right before he passes away. And here's what David says to his son. It's, it's in 1 Kings 2. He says, I'm going the way of all the earth. In other words, Boy, I'm about to die. Then David continues, So be strong and show yourself a man. And observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in his ways and keep his decrees and commands. 
his laws and requirements as written in the law of Moses. Why do we do this? David, David answers that question. So that you may prosper in all you do and wherever you go. So awesome. When we recognize God's love for us, what happens is we respond through accepting Jesus as our personal Savior. Once we accept Jesus as our personal Savior, our love for Jesus starts to grow in us. Our love for him is going to lead us to action. And those actions are going to bring blessing on our lives. And that blessing is going to take us deeper in love for him. Make sure you get actions lead to a deeper love. Actions lead to a deeper love. I keep bringing, coming up back to cleaning off the counter for Steph. Let me be honest. When I realized how much it was annoying her, it, was, it took me way too long to even catch that. But when I did, the first few days I was cleaning it up, it was out of obligation. It was kind of spiteful. It's not that big of a deal. Who cares? But then it became a habit. Then it grew to something I appreciate. Now, like, if I see coffee spilled on the counter, even if it's not me, I'm cleaning it up because it annoys me that it's there. Now, my love for my wife led to actions to honor her, and those actions to honor her changed me and helped me even love her more. And in my marriage, I'm looking for ways, looking for ways, new, unique ways to grow in a deeper love for my wife. And in my faith in Jesus, I'm doing the exact same thing. Jesus says obedience leads to a complete life. That's what John says. Obedience in Jesus leads to a complete life. Or when you are in Jesus, we learn to walk like Jesus walks. We're, he changes us. We start to like and care about the things he likes and cares about. Like cleaning off the counter. No, that's that. But keeping that counter clean. You get the point. What are you doing in this season? Grow in deeper love for Jesus. I'm not asking where are you serving. That might be the step you need to take. You need to start serving some people. Or maybe you're serving people too much and it's distracting you from your love for Jesus. I'm not asking you how much time are you spending in your Bible. Again, that could be the thing that you need to do. Or it could be holding you back and becoming a religious ritual. I'm asking you, what are you doing to dig deeper in love for Jesus? I don't want you to fall into the trap the Ephesian church fell into. John, First John is probably written to the church in Ephesus. That's what most theologians believe. But later, Jesus comes to John. John's on the island of Patmos and says, Jesus says, write, write some churches, some letters. When it comes to the Ephesian church, what Jesus says to John to write them, one of the things was, I hold this against you. You've forsaken your first love. What is that first love? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Our love for him, it can't become intellectual. Our love for him can't be exclusively experiential. Our love to him needs to be relational. It needs to come from our heart. And I wish I could be practical right here. I love getting practical. And so, like I just want to be like, do X, Y, and Z, and you will be doing great and growing your love for Jesus. I can't. Because some of the things I'd recommend, they'll actually distract you rather than driving you deeper in relationship with him. Here's what I'll say. If you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, but you realize you're not growing in love for him like you would like to, I want to pray specifically for you that Jesus opens your eyes to see what you need to do, what steps to take. We give out the number all the time, 610-590-8550. You text that number. It's going to come directly to me. Let me know. 
specifically how I can be praying for you in this. And I, I promise I will be praying for you for it. And if, if you text that, and feel free to say, hey, get other people praying too. And I'll, I will have other people join me in praying for this. Otherwise, I'm going to assume it's just, just you letting me know. Maybe it's finding people to serve. Maybe it's stepping out of service, serving. Maybe it's spending more time in the Bible. Maybe it's cutting back the Bible reading time so that uh, because you want it to be an act of love, not a religious one. Maybe it's spending time alone in prayer. Maybe it's spending time in prayer with other people. I want Jesus to speak into your heart how to love him better. Now, there, if you've never put your faith in Jesus, you've never accepted him as your savior, I talked about him a lot today. We'd love the opportunity to help you figure out if that's a step you're ready to take. Text that same number, 610-590-8550. And just, you can just send the word Jesus. And it'll reply immediately or pretty close to immediately with a form you can fill out that uh, either Steph, my wife, or I will get in touch with you and help you help you understand the gospel clearly and decide if that's the step you want to take next. Let's fall in love with Jesus. That's where all Christian love is going to start. That's what it's going to flow out of. Let me pray for you. Jesus, I pray for everyone watching right now. Help us all fall in deeper love with you. I pray that the stuff we do for you can never becomes what it's about. It's always about you. We look to the author and perfecter of our faith. We, we look to you and our love for you and all. Pray you help us grow deeper in that. In Jesus' name, amen. So I hope you enjoyed today's service and the first of this new series. Um, please continue to watch in the coming weeks. Uh, as we finish out the month of February with the series. Um, if you've decided that you would love to have Jesus as the, as the Lord and Savior of your life, and that is something that would be really important to you, please text Jesus to 610-590-8550 if you would like one of our staff to reach out and help you through that process. Or if you just want to let us know that you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior, also please just let us know. Reach out, text Jesus to 610-590-8550. Also, if you text the word GIVE to 610-590-8550 and you're feeling led, led to tithe or uh, just donate a little bit of money or whatever to us, we are we're <laughs> open to accept that. Uh, we have multiple ways of doing that. And that is either texting, again, give to 610-590-8550. We also have a link on our website that you can click and donate as well. Or we have this fancy dancy thing that everybody seems to carry in their pocket called a phone. We also have an app that you can go on there and donate as well. And to find the app, you just need to put CityWell in the search bar of the app store and it should pop up for you. So thank you again for joining us today and we will love to see you all next week.